Thank you for joining us on Time Out with the Lord with my pastor, Dr. Mrs. Senye Obilulu Briggs, who ministers at the Chapel of God International Worship Center. Today's episode will uplift your spirit and edify your soul. We thank you for giving us the spirit to, to come together, to look forward to a blessed moment with you. We are very grateful. Father, we do not take it for granted. Indeed, we are truly, truly very grateful. Thank you for the word that comes out that we hear and the ones that you grant us the grace to share, to share to the world at large. Father, we are very grateful. Thank you for you empower us, you bless us, and you continue to speak to us. We are very grateful. Accept our thanks, Almighty Father. Our hearts are strengthened. We, we feel so secure in you. We, we have joy in our hearts. We have peace. Despite the rumblings outside, we just say thank you for being our Father, for choosing us. And now we're here to receive more of your love. We're here to experience more of your good stuff. We are going to receive them because the Holy Spirit is here with us and we know that you are here. You have prepared a table before us. Today, each and every one of us shall eat of your table and we shall be full. Every area of our lives shall be taken care of today. We are just thanking you because we are moving from glory to glory by your grace, which you keep increasing in our lives. Thank you, Almighty Father. Lord, we just bless you. We ask, Almighty God, that we hear you and have a better understanding like never before in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your word bless us. Let your word fulfill its purpose for which it was sent. It was your promise, Almighty Father. Let it be so in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for hearing our prayers. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. I welcome you once again. Today, our text is taken from the book of Proverbs, chapter 20, from verse 1 to verse 15. Now, the book of Proverbs is one sure book that we do not ever outgrow because it's written for us to guide us in our daily lives here on earth. Practical wisdom is gleaned from the book of Proverbs. It teaches things that we encounter in our everyday life it also teaches that our everyday life is very well connected to the worship of god our life that we live on daily basis is very well connected with the worship of the almighty god and so it deals with common sense it deals with moral issues it deals with good manners and then you find family relationships inside the same book of proverbs you also find our behavior in business circles and in social relationships that we we, we forge on this earth and then it focuses on character character in business character as you engage in all these things talking about humility self-control patience respect it's it's just a beautiful book if you go by it you you'll be able to serve god well even as you relate with man and so we look at chapter 20 which opens with the verse that says wine is a mocker 
strong drink is raging and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise this is telling us some sins some evils some temptations some things that have been programmed to destroy man if we are not wise as we deal with these things you are told in advance that there are certain things that if we follow them the end is destruction in life some evil are not open they are not plain they are covered by their nature and so it's like you don't know you stumble on it and then you find yourself oh this strong ground is actually not strong ground there's a hole under and you fall there are such things in life but there are such in life that you know in advance and so the anyone that falls for such is actually not a wise person that's what this verse is telling us because the things you find inside are things that will at the end of the day destroy you again verse 2 talks about the fear of a king is as a roaring of a lion whoso provoked him to anger sinned against his own soul the scripture tells us that the long suffering of god is seen as weakness or powerlessness when god looks at us and gives us as what people will say long rope his reason which is his his love not wanting any to die and perish because we we do not see the immediate reaction from god and he gives us plenty of time we believe that actually in fact some of us believe god does not see yes when we carry out actions in the four corners of our bedroom and we lock the door we believe since no man is seeing us even god is not seeing us if our husbands and wives are not seeing us it is fine god doesn't see if our parents don't see us it is all right we can continue in what we are doing the scripture is telling us when we do that we are actually sinning against our own soul we are sin because we are hurting ourselves because that which is imminent will come to pass god is god the king rules there's nothing you can do about it you cannot become the king the king is always on top of you and he always sees so you are the one causing predicament that you cannot come out from that you cannot save yourself from you know you are the one causing it by yourself verse 3 says it is an honor for a man to cease from strife but every fool will be meddling avoiding a, a fight is a mark of honor avoiding a fight is a mark of honor the bible says in proverbs 14 29 it says whoever is patient has great understanding but he who has hasty temper exalts folly just don't be quarrelsome don't be quarrelsome the mouth of a silly fool often gets him into trouble and so we are taught to be meek just let some things go let some things go it's not every trouble every fight you engage in wisdom will tell you to be very selective in fact wisdom is utilized when you need to make a choice it's not just a choice of where to go to or which dress to wear but a choice to move on and let some things that are so not profitable let them pass and so 
anytime we live and act in ways that run contrary you know to what jesus christ has taught us to the example of jesus christ we produce opposite effects that definitely are not righteous and this only serves to destroy they destroy us they destroy our potential as soul winners the ones you tend to stand and deal with definitely you cannot go back to them and preach christ that's minus one opportunity that god actually brought your way because the person is close to you you are talking you don't fight air you fight people that you have a relationship with so sometimes when you avoid a fight it is a blessing for you because there's reward to children who are obedient obedient in carrying out the instruction of jesus christ when he says go ye into the world and preach the gospel you don't now unnecessarily create enmity such that you are not able to to do that now to feel offended react and quarrel and fight is the flesh nature and that used to be our nature i say used to because I believe I'm addressing children that have surrendered their lives to Christ, who now have the Holy Spirit living in them that no longer yield to the nature of the flesh that wants us to, to, to react to everything, always wanting to show that I am somebody, I'm offended. When you carry in you the Spirit of God, you are no longer reacting in that manner. You address issues and there's usually no confrontation in a negative way. And so we must cling to Jesus Christ for the love of God, for everyone that we touch, that it may show, for everyone we come in contact with. We must allow that love of God to show everyone we speak to, you know, otherwise we wreak havoc upon ourselves and on others. The love of Christ in you actually brings light and it brings life. So if you don't show the love of God in you, which you carry, then what you are giving out is death and it shouldn't be because we are children of life. We are children of light. Verse 4 talks about the sluggard. You know, it's so offensive. When you mention the word sluggard in front of sluggards, they get very offended. It talks about sluggards. Sluggards need food. Sluggards need clothes, clothings, house. They need wife. They need husbands. They need children's fees. Sluggards expect others to meet their needs. To all of those who have yielded to this spirit, it's a very bad spirit. This spirit of entitlement. That's the spirit that engulfs sluggards. Yeah. The spirit of entitlement and are living a life of indolence. Solomon's words here are rife for you, for me. And it's very firm and it is loving. And he's saying, wake up, sleepy head, wake up and do something. If a person becomes active and intentional about work again, there'll be plenty of food. You will not be in a position where you have so much need and you'll be looking up to men. Sluggards actually don't look up to God. They look up to men to meet their needs. A sluggard is always talking about his needs. Someone who is not a sluggard will look up to God and will know that God is working out a package and there will be no mention of those needs at all. You'll just be expectant, you'll be waiting while you are taking instructions from God and you are minding your steps, you are doing what he says you should do because the steps that you take will lead you into those, that place where your needs will be met. But a slogan doesn't look at God. Yes, they may be very religious. They may be in the house of God at all times, but they are permanently in need. But the God that we serve, the God that has revealed himself to us is a God that hears the prayers of his children and he provides for his children everything that we need. But like I said, he speaks to us and he directs. The sluggard decides to sit in one place 
and does nothing calculates the weather oh maybe after the rain i will go out the sun is too much they are always busy except for the very thing that they need even when god is showing the way god is speaking they are not hearing they are not even seeing sometimes god is showing that's a spirit that is in god because that spirit is looking at men and not looking at god spirit of entitlement i have done this i have done before you speak you talk to a sluggard he will tell you what and what he has done so far as if if it was enough you will not be in that state it's obviously not enough we need not to be upset we need to be patient we need to go to god with open mind not with complaint we need to tell god i need to get out of this situation speak to me daddy not so much as complaining to god there are two different things if there's anyone that has this spirit of entitlement reject it today and listen to god and god will hear your prayer in the name of jesus christ verse 5 counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water but a man of understanding will draw it out my prayer after reading this the first thing i did was father help us to be people of understanding i prayed and i said god help us implement our plans but then the lord spoke he said before we say this prayer we should do the wise thing and that is to lay our heart it says here counsel in the heart of man is like deep water so the counsel is there but it's not easily brought out so the wise thing will be for us to lay our hearts down at the foot of the lord and let him begin to unpack let him begin the unpacking and the unveiling you know and what is your unpacking what is your unveiling two things who you are and who you should be you see our relationship with god has to do with you know us understanding who we are and who we should be who are you are you a child of god then that is a a huge in fact a teaching that will fill the whole book a child of god who you are what comes to you how you should behave yourself what the lord your father is doing for you because i know that as a daughter of my earthly father i know i know the things that are available for me I know I don't look for them. I know where he kept them. I know the things that are locked. I know when I must go to him to collect the key and collect it. I know when my mother, I know how she locks the, the soup that she has just cooked. In those days, we had a cupboard and she would lock it. So we knew if you're a child of God, the first thing he tells you who you are. And so you have, you know, it is there. You have comfort. Come the day of return to school, you know that your father will pay your fees. He has the money you know so there are there are certain things that will condition your heart when you know who you are it is that condition of your heart that gives you boldness that gives you an attitude and i tell you your attitude first and foremost destroys every opposition the ones you haven't seen spiritual opposition it is your attitude how you carry yourself otherwise these spirits are moving and they are climbing on you evil spirits this one looks like fair game let me attack but there are some as, as they are coming no it's not necessary let me pass so it determines your attitude your from your attitude you're acting it out your character your faith everything so god begins your heart so you surrender totally surrender your heart and then things become easier because then things begin to happen according to the will of god now when you allow the will of god people look at you they say you are very wise 
is counsel because you have allowed the will of God. You know the will of God. You know his expectations. You are bold to say them. When others are quiet, they don't know which way to go. The Lord has already spoken to you and you are bold in the midst of many to say, this is how it will be. This thing will end in this manner. It hasn't ended, but you have already spoken it into existence. And of course, God knows what he planted in your heart, what he has shown you. And it's now his business to bring it to fruition and it will come to pass. Amen. God has laid his light. Let us look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness had shined in our hearts to give the light to the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. God has laid his light, light in our heart. Now as a believer, he has given us a new heart. The good advice you need for your current situation is in your heart. That good advice. You can't find it and you meet a fellow brother or an elder. It's all well and good. Where is it coming from? It is deep down in his heart. But because he has walked himself, he has walked, he communicates with his father. So as you are approaching him, sometimes before you even open your mouth, God has already told him, this is what this brother is coming to, to you for. This is what this sister is coming to you for. And sometimes they don't even come. You stay where you are and you send a message and it addresses the issue of the person that is receiving the text message. That's what happens. The advice, the counsel is in your heart. It's deep down. Try to become a mature Christian. If you are not, God grant you the grace to grow so that you'll be able to have the understanding. He says, those with understanding can fetch it out from where it is located because God has not given you a new heart and left it empty for you. Praise the Lord. Wisdom lies deep within a person but may not be immediately apparent. A person with understanding will draw it out in the season of need. You see, each of these verses is a sermon on its own. We can expand on each of them. So I'm asking you, even as you're listening, you know, to, to take any particular one that the Lord draws your eyes to and search the scriptures. Let it be expanded for you in your heart. Let the Holy Spirit work with you. He will so love it because he will give you more explanations than you are even hearing from me uh, today. Verse 6 says, Most men will proclaim everyone is his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. Many a man will proclaim their own loyalty and goodness. But are they faithful? Who can find a faithful man? Who can find a trustworthy man? Everyone says they'll be there for you. We're talking loyalty now. Everyone says it's those who are close to you, you know, who are always eating with you, gisting with you. They're your friends. You know, the world has pockets. Different people have people that they say they are, they are you know, inner caucus. And there are people that the whole world has despised. They are not good people. They have put them aside. I don't know who your friend is or who your friends are. I pray that it is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came and he appeared and drew unto himself a people that the world condemned. They became his friends. He came looking for sinners. He was called a friend of a sinner. Have you found a friend? How much like Jesus Christ is that friend? Or are you a friend? How much like Christ are you? Jesus was a very rare person. If you are a, a good friend to your friend, then you'll be different from other people to your friend. 
your friend should be able to say ah this person is rare this person is righteous because that's who jesus christ is who is your friend who are you calling your best friend a righteous one what about in actions are the deeds you know consistent because that's where loyalty comes we're advised by this small passage this one sentence to know who our friends are and to beware of self-advertising friends you know i love you you know i'll be there for you they're advertising themselves it's not in the advert you know i will do anything for you i will never leave you the only person who says that and can keep it is jesus christ is our friend forever when they say they are good how good are they how faithful are they Jesus Christ looked at all the people and he gave a parable. In the parable, he described some persons, good and faithful servants. When was this? And, you know, who were these people? We'll find them in uh, the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. Yes. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Love and faithfulness go together. Our ability to feel love is not the measure of our love. And that is why sometimes we feel love so much. We feel it so much. And very little thing happens. And that love turns to hate. So what we call love is not love. Love is what? Our faithfulness in keeping God's command and serving others from the point of view of obedience. Serving others from the place of obedience. So there are four things involved in love. Faithfulness in keeping his commands and serving others in the place of obedience. You can say obedience and keeping his commands are the same. But one is describing the acts. The other one is also describing the acts. So you may say three things. One, you are looking at the command, the actual command being given by the person. The other one is the obedience to that command. So I insist there are four. We must know what the command, what the instructions are. Faithfulness in keeping the instructions. As we serve other people, we, we believe in God, but we haven't seen him. And if we haven't seen him, how do we show that we love him? It's in our faithfulness, in keeping his commands as we serve others in the place of obedience. You remember our Lord Jesus Christ? He asked Peter three times, do you love me? Peter said, huh? He asked him again, do you love me? Peter, Peter said, yes. The third time he asked him, do you love me? Peter Peter said, but you know, I love you. John chapter 21, verse 17. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep that was how as far as christ was concerned the only way you can prove to him that you love him is by obeying his commandment feed his sheep like i said each of these passages is a sermon on its own each of these verses verse 7 so those of you who say i love god i love jesus ask yourself the one instruction that jesus christ gave how much effort are we putting in carrying it out 
how well are we serving other people you don't choose you don't pick and choose who you serve you serve who he has told you to serve and who are these people the sick the poor the widows the ones that don't have anyone they call their own these ones the beggars the sinners the ones he loved how well are you serving them and then he says take the, the gospel to the whole world to every nation every group of people so we don't pick and choose verse 7 the just man walketh in his integrity his children are blessed after him what is integrity integrity is a quality of being honest not a liar it doesn't matter over what and it doesn't end there honest and having strong moral principles moral uprightness such a person has integrity now if you're describing a thing as to its integrity you are talking about how complete it is like a machine the integrity of the machine how complete you know if they say it has four legs and it can run you test the integrity that truly it has four legs and it can move because it can be four legs that are flat so integrity is wholeness not being divided so when it comes to human beings we're talking about people who are not moved people who are not shaken they act the same manner no matter where and no matter what that is someone of integrity and that's who you are that's who the lord sees because the blood of jesus christ has made you whole and complete like i said proverbs opens our eyes to see to know who we are truly it talks about every area of life you will not be apologetic in life because you are standing on the truth and when you have said it is this it is that no matter what you act the same way whether it is to a king you are respectful whether it is to your servants you are not being cantacarous and just nasty that character is not in you the character in you is what you show wherever you go so that people are not surprised uh -uh. are you talking about this person i don't know how to be so She's, she seemed to be a very quiet decent ah you have not known her you have not really met the real person no someone with integrity remains the same unpretensive person is real person is genuine what you see is what you get there are people who are unmixed they are just straight doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons you know every time you call them they are they are doing they are professionals someone with integrity will serve all well will do the same thing properly because you are guided by the spirit of god who does not change he causes you to behave in that manner so everyone will look at you and they'll be seeing exactly the same thing god will help also he will help me in jesus name because as i'm teaching this thing i'm looking at myself and i'm saying father i like it i'm not complaining i like it help me i want to live this life so that i'm described as the same thing all over because the power is yours to keep me so now that's a big benefit to integrity when other things fade away integrity will stand when every other thing will fade your beauty it will fade sometimes your money in fact not sometimes we've seen the bible says money has wings and it flies and it happens it can go but one thing can keep you steady strong it is your integrity and the bible says if it will keep you that means it will move on from one generation to another your children are blessed after you that is the conclusion of the integrity matter in verse 7 the just man walketh in his integrity 
his children are blessed after him. Also, we see the example of the, of the faithful servants in Matthew 25 that we read. Okay, The faithfulness, obviously it is, you know, the master gave them the talents and he took off, he left. He came back and, of course, one, if the master was around and he gave him the money, he would have traded with it. Yes, but because the master was not around, he kept it. But the ones that had integrity, their faithfulness showed. Even in the absence of their master, they went ahead, put in all their efforts and did, you know, the, as, 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 as best as they could. And they got increase. So when he came, what did the Bible tell us in verse 21 that we just read of Matthew 25? Let's refresh our memories. Matthew 25, 21. When we know these things, there's benefits. We'll be expecting the benefits and we'll be open to receiving it. And the Lord will bless you because he says he will meet our desires. Our desires shall not be cut short. That's why expectation from the Lord is a beautiful thing. You expect from what you know him to have promised. Here he said, the Lord, his Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things enter thou into my joy from then onward you see that an act of integrity showing himself to be truly a faithful person whether his boss was there or whether his boss was not there even in his absence such receive reward and in the proverbs it says it will outlive him his children will enjoy it it's a king that seated in the throne of judgment scattered away all evil with his eyes. This is so true. You know, sometimes I ask myself, why do men fear our earthly kings? Because we know that he has put this law and he will see us. Or of course, he has probably, he has lieutenants here and there. Or they will report to him. And for that reason, we tend to check ourselves. If we want to go against him, we hide. Except we are caught, of course. But we hide. So that the king will not know. So the, the, the thing is, we try not to break the law in his presence. Because he's seen. But there's an all-seeing God of whose presence we are in all the days of our lives. He is the actual discerning king. Whether we see him or not. He's one that knows all things. He's called omniscient God. He is a king that calls you pure after evaluating your good and evaluating your bad. The Bible tells us judgment is by Christ Jesus. Therefore, to escape uh, God's judgment and eternal punishment, we are invited to come into Christ and the wise will come into Christ. In the book of John chapter 9 verse 39, we are told that judgment is by Jesus Christ. John chapter 9 verse 39. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see might not see, and that they which see might be made blind. Except in him, every other person is self-righteous, and the judgment of God will come upon such a person. Salvation is by no other except by Jesus Christ. Psalm 14 verse 3 says, There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Only Jesus Christ. Certainly, 
not man because man is prone to sin none is righteous our righteousness is in christ jesus only when we know that when we accept that in that case we don't even boast of it because it is by the grace of god it's not by our workings so there's no boasting it is christ in us thankfully the bible says the blood of jesus christ cleanses us first john chapter one verse seven but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin not cleaned or cleansed cleanses so as i sit here today if you are busy calculating my sin of last night you're on your own the blood of jesus christ cleanses and so i remain cleansed we may have to verse 10 verse 10 is talking about diverse weights people who use double standards different weights measure dishonesty it comes in different forms please check your businesses we have to be different yes we can be wealthy we can be prosperous why our father he owns heaven and earth do not behave like you don't know who your father is if you know him you will not cheat you won't be dishonest in your business dishonesty is an abomination keeping double measure someone who is conscious you know of his own evil character but endeavors to appear righteous that's double measure it's very bad cheating someone i tell you the person you are cheating may not be aware please listen carefully in that case if you succeed in cheating somebody else automatically the repayment to you comes from god because he's the one who is the husband of the widows what does that mean the one that has no husband to fight for her god becomes the husband be careful how you deal with people that seem to be helpless when you have a customer that person decides to look at you as someone who is now who will even treat him or her better than the others and will look for you in the place of business to patronize you and then you believe that the person is now a fool and you cheat such a person in the name of business you say it's not cheating and the person didn't price well but you sell to others at a different price and you sell to this person that has come to you a different price it is cheating and god hates it god hates cheating in business now i'm talking about traders what about businessmen if you want to be straight you're a child of god determine your price beforehand and let it be level to everybody if you're sending your quotations out send it and leave it there there are businesses that prosper i have two examples two serious examples they don't cheat they don't overquote. they don't underquote. they have determined with their god how much is their percentage profit and that is what they put when they are quoting even if some if in most cases you find the, the managers of the businesses the procurement heads will call them look we are willing to pay more let's do a deal you're destroying your future because the benefit of that deal can only last you maybe for that day but you would have opened up canker worms your door your gate your house your bed everything and all these insects will come and bite they'll live with you that's what happens you see yourself rise in business today tomorrow you have fallen what happened they've eaten it the termites they've been eating because you invited them learn how to do business the way of god if you are 
employed this is also to you god wants to raise beautiful children because these words will not return back to god void they must do accomplish what he has sent them to do allow the holy spirit to work in your lives you are being paid for a time utilize that time for the company that is paying you any deviation make it known let satan not hold anything against you at all you have the power you have the grace to live in a manner satan can never smile because of you let's quickly look at 11. even a child is known by his doings <laughs> whether his work be pure or whether it be right action speaks louder than words when i see child my mind goes to parents parents should stop pretending that their children are not sinning handle it the way the lord is directing you don't look the other way it's called wishful thinking don't look the other way the bible taught us what to do confess your sins that means you acknowledge them you confess you come to him you receive the grace it's all mapped out it has to be addressed you make a u-turn and so you must address it to the point you are not seeing it again how is it to be addressed there are many ways to do that with love first and foremost encouragement maybe sometimes with prize there are different ways show love in fact sometimes you don't even talk about it but you act around it i remember when i did something terrible i came back home and my father in fact the whole house was ready to kill me and guess what i knew i was dying to that today the flogging no you can't compare it it was too bad i said okay only for me to enter the house i was very ready i knew i was in fact i was sad and my father looked at my mother everybody was staring as i was entering the house he turned around uh, saying i said yes papa come and escort me somewhere uh -uh. i said is this man for real no i could not understand it there are different ways to handle different issues and that was how he took me out he went to visit his friend and i thought as we were entering the friend's house i thought he was going to report me to the friend i saw love different dimension and i tell you the way it is vivid as i'm recalling it satan won't catch me there at that time i was not a christian i was a young girl young child but i made up my mind at that time and god helped me so we cannot ignore things even a child knows when things are wrong not to talk of you and adults wrong in your house in your business among your friends if it is wrong it is wrong if it is wrong you don't accommodate if it is wrong you do everything within your power as you are blessed by god with his grace to ensure that because of you your presence that situation changes do not ignore it if you let your children get away with sin they will get away with it until they are old to ignore your counsel a time will come they'll be too old now at that time they'll be so old they will ignore your counsel you too will not give counsel again number 12 talks about the hearing ear and the seeing eye the lord has made both of them so if there's a hearing ear and the seeing eye it means there's the ear that does not hear and there's the eye that does not see it just reminds me of the rapture that is coming not all will hear the trumpet call i pray that will be among those that will hear it in the name of jesus christ 13 love not sleep lest thou come to poverty open thy eyes and thou shalt be satisfied with bread i think this is the story of the sluggard i can't 
overemphasize, but I'll move to the spiritual level and ask, are you spiritually asleep? You may be awake, but spiritually asleep. People who are spiritually asleep, they hear, but they don't understand. In fact, sometimes they hear a lot of words, but it's like as they get up from their seat, those words are taken away. Parable of the sower. They are the ones who are spiritually asleep. Even when they see danger, spiritual danger coming, they don't do anything. They are not aware that matters are resolved spiritually before they manifest here on earth. They are not aware that God is a spirit. And so we must mature spiritually, you know, to get the fullness of him, even though he's available to us. If you are spiritually asleep, the tendency is that you have spiritual poverty. We all need to be awake from our sleep. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by listening to this episode of Time Out with the Lord with Dr. Mrs. Senye Obi Lulu Briggs. You can join our daily meetings on Zoom and Skype by logging on to our website at www.timeoutwiththelord.com. For daily messages and encouragement, you can also add us on WhatsApp with the number plus 447506693440. For more information, please call 084-555-188 or 084-554-430. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays by 10 a.m. at the Chapel of God International Worship Center at number 22 Forces Avenue, OGRA, Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Remember, you are God's most beloved. <laughs>